Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs. You have made it to episode. You have made it to episode 117. Michael, what? Michael, what is up? What is up? I hope people didn't hear my pet dolphin. You have a pet dolphin? How did? How, how does one acquire a pet dolphin? Did you steal it from the ocean, or did you like club a dolphin trainer to death at SeaWorld and drag the dolphin home in the back of your in the back of your Mazda three? Not Mazda. Um. Honda my Fit. Honda Fit. No, Honda Fit. <laughs> my wife Kicking is more and likely. screaming the whole time. What'd you say? My, my wife is more likely to, to club a trainer to death. <laughs> <laughs> no, our refrigerator makes a really weird sound. We got to replace it. So when it goes through its like cycles, uh, it sounds like a dolphin. What? <laughs> compressor like turns off. <laughs> mine, sounds really like, mine sounds like a helicopter. My, so, well, the thing is, my fridge sounds like another mechanical device. Yours sounds like an aquatic mammal is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. It's not normal. And I think the previous owner like punched it because there's a big dent in the freezer. <laughs> we just haven't fixed it. <laughs> well, you're in luck. We, we didn't hear it. But hey, everyone, you were listening to Two Broke Fridge Snobs, an hourly and a half discussion where two friends talk about different fridge noises. I can uh, talk about kitchen appliances for an hour and a half because oh, we're shopping for those too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still getting, I'm, we're still getting like random gifts from our wedding registry. Someone, oh, someone nice. bought us a soda stream, but I think Amazon stole it. So we have to file a, a complaint. <laughs> I'm not upset. I just want to know. I just want to know where my goddamn source stream is. <laughs> oh, I want to make funny. seltzer, Michael. I want to make seltzer. Seltzer. Sorry. <clears throat> but yeah, no, this is going to be a really fun episode. This is going to be uh, so episode 117 before we kind of get into the really, really fun, uh, like housekeeping, kind of, you know, watch audio, <sighs> audio wrist check stuff. The whole point of this episode, it's based around the fact that. Coming up in this first, uh, the first several months of the year, we got some watch, got some watch shows going on. You know what I mean? We got, <clears throat> excuse me, we got Wind Up San Francisco coming up. Um, Basel is coming up, um, and it's just really based on the idea. I think we were talking about this off air. Like, how how do we cover these events? How do we do these events in a way that's just not like another drop in the bucket with the thousands of other like fucking like watch bloggers. You know what I mean? Feeding off the tit of the press media press releases. You know what I'm saying, dude? Yeah, I think the watch blog ecosystem is growing every single year. And the number of people that either have podcasts or YouTube channels. There's a lot of watch podcasts now. There's a lot of watch YouTube channels. And they're really good. Yeah, yeah, they're really, really good. But it's just, I, I was surprised the other day to see how many there were. And um, a lot of them do this kind of like quick Basel world coverage and I'm not really a YouTube person um, like I'll go on there if I need to learn about something or research a product but I, I'm not I don't know if I'm actively like watching stuff on YouTube right. I notice yeah there's a ton of like watch YouTube channels now and, and like you said watch podcasts and then of course traditionally right. we, we we like to write we like to read and just kind of when we started everything I, I feel like all we really had was uh, maybe a few watch websites. Yeah, it was pretty um, pretty sparse. Pretty sparse. So so how how um, how do you really exist in this kind of growing ecosystem of of watch press um, when when the reality is that your platform is pretty different? I would say that we're <laughs> we're different from a lot of the stuff that people uh, encounter when they're learning about watches or reading about watches or listening. To something about watches so uh i was just curious 
to see what people wanted to see from us during this kind of critical news period um, in the yeah. watch world. Like how how does it make sense for us to grow in relation to all the other different kind of like stuff that's out there? All because because so you know what I hate whenever like a press release comes out for Basel or whatever, everyone's copying and pasting like the same thing or they're writing like the yeah. same two or three paragraphs like like this year xyz is pushing the boundaries of xyz by using xyz material in a new blah 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 line it's like oh my <laughs> fucking christ box i can't wait to die so i don't have to hear this bullshit anymore about how goddamn innovative this uninnovative brand is really pretending not to be like you know what i'm saying yeah oh my god yeah. so i don't want to do that there, there's there's a lot of you know there i think there are benefits to that there are probably some search benefits i, I don't really know anymore um you know i think perception is a big thing too i i think i think if you're maybe a, a larger watch media outlet and at the same time you don't cover something i kind of think you're accountable to do so because that part is about perception you know you know, really, everybody's covering this. Why aren't you covering it? Well, it brings up the interesting. I mean, I guess we can talk about this more but, uh, once we get through some other housekeeping items. It brings up the interesting question: is the is the main driving factor of your watch press outlet the fact that you are quote unquote the biggest, or the fact that you have something that other people don't? Because being the biggest isn't necessarily like a very specific driving factor for me. Because, like you said, then you're expected to cover. This you're expected to cover this, but if you have a very specific voice, then it's not expected for you. Like, like, like I, you, you know what I mean? Like, there are some things that are going to happen with Basel, which we're just not going to fucking talk about or write about. Yeah, yeah. Because who gives now, a shit? You know. I, I, I meant just kind of like you know visually keeping up with the orological. job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so yeah. There's some stuff. There's some stuff to talk about. Um, I'm excited that we're talking about how we're going to approach this uh, because, you know, people people might not know about it, but a lot of times we we talk off air and we, we kind of wonder, and it's been years now, we, we've, we started like a podcast and then we started a site and we don't really cover news in a steady way. We have, we have like fun reviews that we do, but I, I always kind of wonder, um, if 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 our audience cares about us writing i don't know like a news release for something that came out you we know? we cherry pick what we want to cover we only cover we really, things that we are really do which really which is do. well yeah which i'm i'm fine with i, I think yeah. i think it's fun being able to choose that but it, it does it does raise valid points but here we have to we have to we have to Get honor into it. we had to honor tradition we, we gotta, gave a good we gave a good preview of the show. Good preview. It's gonna be one of those episodes, guys. A lot of feelings. Hope you're ready for feelings because they're gonna fucking happen. <laughs> we haven't talked about feelings in a while, so that's fine. Oh man, I can talk about fucking talk about feelings all day, man. You have no idea. But here, let's do this. Let's do the audio risk check. Do you uh, do you want to go first or shall I? Sh- shall I? Shall I? Shall I? Sorry. I can start. It's a simple one. Um, it's the Omega Speedmaster. Cool. Um, yeah, this week, um, this week, I, I think four four out of five days this work week, I wore the Glycine Airman. Okay, um, which was fun. Uh, I I love that watch. I just wish I can fix that issue with the GMT hand. Um, Have you had any luck in finding an option like someone to nobody help? Nobody wants that? to do it. Nobody wants. Well, nobody wants to replace the movement. 
uh, okay. or or convert the movement to a twenty four hour movement. <laughs> I talk to them. Is it because they think there's something that it's not worth doing, or they're afraid of breaking it, or I, I think I think they're just like why, <laughs> you know? So um, I we'll we'll see we'll we'll see what I do. I I, I like that that watch is such a is such a faithful heritage recreation, but at the same time, they did something small to improve functionality, which is basically adding a third time zone. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. there are there are these issues inherent with ETA GMT movements that are just common and annoying. Um, but yeah, anyway, I wore that watch most most of this this week and last, um, yeah, yesterday I, I switched to Speedmaster because it, it's, it's such a blast and mm. again I, I i talked about this before i i don't wear this watch that much and i, I feel like i should <laughs> i kind of feel like a dick not wearing it um well i feel like it's also tough because you were dealing with crazy weather over there do you would excuse me i fucking just i just burped on air i'm sorry would do you feel <laughs> okay. whatever dude we're, apparently we're not professional sorry sorry no <laughs> getting getting past it I, I read a review and i'm very upset about it i'm just trying to get past that review right now. <laughs> oh my god okay happy place Dolphins. This this can handle any kind of weather. It's really it's not a, okay. It's not a weather thing. You know what I'm starting to think? I think it's a, I think it's a, a manual movement thing for me. Um, oh, okay, interesting. I, I I feel I feel as if I never got into the romanticism of mm-hmm. uh, winding a watch. You know what people say? It's like oh, there's a routine, there's a ritual, and. I connect with my watch every day in the morning when I'm wearing nothing but socks. <laughs> I just there's I, definitely I a romantic vibe of like 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 manually winding the watch. It's the same thing as our ancestors using a mill to grind corn into wheat or whatever the fuck. <laughs> like there's this odd like I don't understand it. Like oh, if your watch is automatic, yeah. then like you're not hardcore enough for your mechanical yeah. watch. You know what I mean? So I, I, I do I do understand that that kind of um, like illusion you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think, I think that might be it. Um, because there's just it's just one extra step for me. <laughs> um, I've, I've been wearing that SKX a lot. Um, yeah. Just because you, you shake it a bit, you can't hack it, so you don't really force yourself to be super accurate. Just shake it a bit. I look at the clock on the bottom of my computer, and I don't really care where the seconds are, and I set it. And, there you go. And I'm, I'm, I'm away. Um, did I ever? Other, oh, sorry. This 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 Speedmaster is, it's just a fantastic watch. I, I sometimes think about this, the Doxa, and the Glycine, and I'm like, I'm cool. There you <laughs> go. I I don't know why. I guess I thought maybe the Speedmaster would be weird or kind of it'd be uncomfortable to wear that watch in like all types of weather because obviously the watch is meant to be used but if you have the boutique experience with the watch you see it in like the giant fucking like nice wooden box with like the the, the pog in there or whatever the fuck it is and like the mic and mm-hmm. and like it's this whole like really fancy i don't know what's in the box it's this whole fancy like presentation and you're like oh it's this nice thing like i don't want to get it i don't want to get it wet you know what i'm saying but obviously yeah. the watch can totally handle it so yeah i've gotten this thing wet um i actually wore it during the the pretty bad snowstorms that we had here, so it's fine. Mm. Um, nothing's gonna happen to it. I, you just, you probably shouldn't get in the water with this thing. Um, That's fair. I feel like I feel like with chronographs, it's always tough because even if the crown screws down, the pushers don't. In most, in, in some cases, I think Zinn actually makes chrono with, with screw down pushers. Yeah, I mean, I mean the Daytona, hardcore. the Daytona has screw down 
pushers, I think. Mm. Or some of them. Some of them did. Um, no, I, I, cer- no I certainly know the Tudor um, Heritage Chrono has screw down pushers and some AP chronographs as well. How um, do yeah. That's what I'm wearing. It's a fun day with the Speedmaster. Pretty cool. Just talking about like watch winding and automatic. Did I ever tell? I know I ever told you. So my dad, my dad's a one watch guy. Not because he's romanticized the idea of a watch collection. He's just a man that needs one watch. Um, you know what I mean? And so he, when he got, when he finally settled in like a like a medical career, his ha- career he was happy with. He went down to it was the mayor's over at Boca Town Center, Boca Raton Town Center, in like 1979 or 1980 or some shit. And he bought himself. From the case with the person helping him, um, this two-tone Rolex date just with like Roman numerals, a white dial, you've seen it. He's worn that watch so consistently, he's told me he's never like actually had to hand wind it. Because he, oh, he just wears yeah. it every day. So the rotor just, just charges it up. How yeah. incredible. Like as a watch person, I'm like, wow, I can't. That sounds, that sounds liberating. That's right. <laughs> That's so interesting because I'm just like, that is so like, wow, what's that like? What's that yeah. like, dude? So, just interesting tidbit. But for the wrist check today, I am wearing, um, I'm wearing the Gavox Rhodes, man. Uh, very beloved watch nice. in the watch collection. Um, my no watch watch fast is over, so I'm I'm wearing wearing everything, um, and really kind of making all the hard choices, selling things, keeping things. I think the other day. I posted a photo of three watches. Um, it was the Sumo. It was the Orient Star GMT WZ, WZ0071DJ and this Gavox Rhodes. And like those three watches together in that one photo, I'm like, yeah, these are three watches that are here forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That that photo is really cool. And um, that Rhodes is, is fantastic. I fucking um, love this watch so much. It brings me so <laughs> much joy. And... Um, I had this watch in Hong Kong. Um, this is almost kind of, this almost feels like my travel watch. You know, I had this thing in Hong Kong. I'm planning on bringing this thing to, um, like, the any other vacations we go on. Something that you and I are going to talk about in a few minutes. Because uh, I don't want to jump ahead of myself. Yeah. And um, But overall, just super happy with it. And it's just, it's this is, yeah, this is the one that I chose for my 2018, like, watch of the year. When we did that episode, you remember that episode with like the mm-hmm. like the award yeah. show or whatever? I feel like people might have been weird about that. You know what I mean? It's like you didn't choose a psycho or something like that, but I don't fucking know. Like I, I think this is it. This is like this is one of the few watches I received for to do a review on where I was inspired to the point where I I need to have this watch in my collection. Yeah, I don't want to send it back. Send I don't want to. I don't want it to go. What do I have to do to get you to stay, baby? I can change. Yeah. I can change. You know, so that's what I'm wearing now. I have it on the bracelet. I think I've put this thing on a NATO once. It was okay. I think mm-hmm. I, I just it doesn't suit well to the NATO because the lug to lug span is a little is a little long. The the lugs do curve down, but I think it just belongs on the bracelet. You know? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I I, I probably wouldn't take that watch off the bracelet. I I might put it on maybe like an integrated rubber. Strap that might be kind of cool. Uh, that'd be kind of cool. See if um, anything like that. Does, does anyone sell anything like that? Who sells that? Um, people feelings. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure something out. But yeah, that's what that's what I'm wearing. Uh, wearing for the show now, and uh, I don't know. 
it's one of those things quick tangent is the idea of uh because you said this is like your travel or vacation watch is the idea of a vacation watch just an an obscure like absurd vanity thing that's super douchey i think it's a vanity thing but for me it's also because the gavox roads is supposed to be a road trip watch yeah and so for me i connote that with the idea of traveling like i have i have i have a chronic graph register on here it's one sub dial with two different hands. One hand measures 12 hours in like 30 minute increments. There's a little alarm sub dial on here. There's running seconds. This crown screws down. It has a dive bezel. Like this, like, I don't know why for some reason this to me feels like my travel watch, but the notion of a travel watch, nine times out of 10, it's a vanity thing. It's like, oh, you mean you decided to wear this watch? Like, <laughs> what makes it a travel watch? Because uh, it's, it's travel watch. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I think I think if you didn't wear it except for when you traveled, that then it's kind of weird. Mm. Like I I have I have an AP uh, chronograph, but I just keep it in the safe for when I go to the resort <laughs> for when uh, for when I make my stops in Milan. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I only wear it there. Uh, that's fine if you do that. I can dig that. I guess. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I did that with it. Yeah, I, I I wear all the watches all the time, but I think when I travel, I'm always gonna have this one with me. I I certainly like the concept of the of the roads and and the way that it was um, the way that it was developed and and marketed. I, I thought it was kind of clever and fun. And he's he oh Michael Happy over at Gavox, he's doing the squadrons again now, right? I went on his site the other day and I saw that the black, the plain black squadrons were there. So cool. Really tempting. So fucking cool, man. (laughs) That's kind of, that watch is kind of, um, I'm going to get shit for this, but you know, I I think about the the Zinn chronographs and I think about um, some of the Navitimers. Excuse me. You know, some of the very classic citizen pilot watches. And I kind Mm -hmm. of, you know, I kind of grouped the squadron in with, uh, you know, those other watches. I think it, 100%. I think it yeah. seems like a perfectly capable um, aviation-inspired chronograph uh, that you could wear, really, if you were, you know, like a flight instructor or, um, you know, any kind of pilot, really. Yeah. Oh, no, 100%. This thing, it, it's a utility piece. To me, it's a utility piece, you know? Cool. Definitely well, like glad, it. Glad to see that you're wearing watches again and wearing such a cool one. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah, man. Uh, let me see here. Ba-ba-ba. Should we? You want to talk about watch news? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I felt compelled to write about something. You know, once again, back to back to covering watch news. I I don't think because we don't. I don't know if people know this. I I feel that people sometimes might go to our site and wonder, um, you know, why haven't they written about this yet? Or have you? We we get some emails too or dms have you seen this like what do you think about this mm-hmm. we don't have press contacts <laughs> yeah no one likes us you guys any <laughs> any press contacts or any press materials we get we have to claw our way to even like wrap a tap tap at the door to get a cough of a, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're doing that and then we get to write about it scraps press scraps is what we're dealing yeah. with here at tbws you know what i mean <laughs> so it's uh <laughs> It's I guess I don't know. We we really have to like something to to do the investigating that we have to do and yeah. like the the photo scraping that we have to do to to get something up. Um 
and, and for me, I saw I saw a brand release something this week, and I was attracted to it because mm-hmm. recently I've kind of hated everything they've done ever. <laughs> I hated it's I, I it's a strong word. You already said it, man. It's already on the record. Stricken, <laughs> stricken, striking from the record. I have no idea. But yes, no, I, I, I do understand what you're saying. I wouldn't go so far. I, I, it, the, the look of some of the watches, it's a very hit or miss thing. It, it's a very hit or miss thing, but I, I, I think, I think I have to learn to admire that because <clears throat> at the same time, I bitch and moan so many times about watches looking like something else. Um, I can I can easily be one of those people. Um, I, I feel that way about the Black Bay Fifty Eight. Hang me, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can send your hate mail, Christy, at TBWS headquarters, uh, <laughs> the nearest sewer drain. Zip code one 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 one. But the brand the brand in question is um, I think they're UK based and they're called Fair. Uh, sometimes I see Fair Universal. Um, they started off with some cool, um, some cool quartz watches. Actually, I think I think the first one may have been a time only. Then they did a GMT, then they did a diver, then they did a mechanical GMT. Um, and I think recently they they came out with this kind of bicompact chronograph, mm. which was kind of expensive. I think it was in it may have gotten to the two thousand dollar range. I'm not sure. And they name all of their watches after these these legendary explorers. So I don't remember any of the names now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not up on my legendary ship captains or. <laughs> we should make a trade. We should make a like a playing card set, but each playing card is a different explorer. <laughs> I mean, I know Shackleton just because I have the book. But uh, anyway, <laughs> so um, one thing to note about these releases. Uh, Fair always experiments with these really kooky, like color combinations. You'll see mint with blue and orange and red in like one watch, mm-hmm. and then and then they have a bronze crown on on each of the models. So it's it can be polarizing. It, it's it really is just super polarizing. Um, I, I think they've seen a lot of success, but I've never felt really attracted to anything. So. I saw some news uh, this week about Fair releasing a split-second flyback chronograph. That's so cool. And I immediately thought about their last chronograph release, and I was like, "Wow, they're finally getting into like crazy, crazy price price range." So because we're seeing we're seeing um, smaller boutique brands do that. Mm. Um, I mean, Oak and Oscar can be pretty pricey. Uh, there's a brand called Ming now, which oh, is kind yeah. of like a boutique micro. Uh, and I think they have stuff in like the 10k range now. So it, immediately in my head, I thought, oh, you know, Fair is going to do that now. But I looked closely, and they're actually quartz. So um, pretty cool. I, I was pretty stoked by that. The um, this is the Fair um, split second flyback chronograph. They come in two versions. Uh, there's a light dial, like a light cream dial, and a like a midnight blue dial. So. The midnight blue is totally wild. I think the split second chronograph hands are like caution tape yellow and gray. <laughs> the subdial hands are orange. The Arabics are like another yellow or like yeah. a toasty orange. Um, so that one's kind of bananas for me. You know, it's typical fair like unicorn vomit. Um, that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying it's a lot of colors. 
Um, but I do like I do like the cream dial, and I wrote about it on the site, and it's up there on TubeWorkWatchKnobs dot com. We were so. we were talking offline about this. I think the only other sort of like interesting, quote unquote, accessible like flybrack chrono situation for quartz, probably those Timex smart smart chronos, where the fuck they're called. Yeah, I I I thought about the Timex, and actually, if you look at the cutouts for the subdials, it, it almost looks like the same positioning for the cutouts a lot of people uh, a lot of people are going to hate this so the the subdials are 10 2 and 6 and they really do eat into those uh numerals so. yeah that's always been like i used to like i'm i'm i'm, I'm i used to be the minor i'm like oh who cares about that but like now i now i care about it it's funny i've never i've never cared um and i um i always thought it was funny that people got so you know <laughs> so upset about that right. until i went somewhere with i think i went to like the turbion boutique with my wife and i was i forgot what watch i was looking at but it, it had <clears> some <throat> there was a sub dial and it cut off a numeral and she was just mortified she was like, <laughs> why would they do that i was like oh wow this is like this is a design thing that really does bother some people and you either see it or you don't yeah um but uh, that's the case with these, uh, and and to go back to what you said, the cutouts are at ten, two, and six, which I believe is what we see in those Timex uh, chronographs. I know, I know those are flybacks, but I don't know if they're split seconds. Um, there's the Weekender chronograph. You said it's called the Smart Chrono. Some shit. What's the uh, no Intelligent Quartz? Intelligent Quartz chronograph. Oh, you were thinking about one of those, right? I was. The only reason I didn't get it is because it's fucking gigantic oh i see these oh it may be huh it may be the same kind of movement but yeah no these are totally different dial ah, cutouts yes i know I, I think these things are these these intelligent courts are cool they're just they too huge. too big which is yeah. why i thought this fair air fire, fire i have no idea how the fuck to say this brand name i'm sorry guys I should stop cursing because apparently I need to be more professional. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to stop reading our reviews. Um, I like this watch. It's 39 millimeters. 39 millimeters. That's incredibly uh, tasteful. I really, 11, I think that's so cool. Yeah, 11 millimeters thick. Uh, it comes on a leather strap that is uh, 20 millimeters. And yeah, I, you know, people will look at it and say it's kind of expensive for, for a quartz. Also, these are 625. Mm-hmm. Um uh, but you know, I I think, I I think it's gonna be difficult to find a really good looking split second flyback chronograph, which which mm. is, you know, I I I I say this in in the article that I wrote, but for me, you know, looking at the Speedmaster, it's difficult for me to want other chronographs. Like I'm sorry, it's just it's really no, easy it makes, to feel. It makes sense set with this one chronograph other people will argue that it should be a daytona um <laughs> i think you're you're fine either way but i really only look at corner uh, other chronographs when when they're kind of an evolving iteration of the original complication so yeah i i, I talk about that zin 910 split second chronograph all the time it's one of my favorites <laughs> um but that thing is really expensive uh, so how cool so is that? Uh, is, how cool is that Damasco Central chronograph? Yeah, yeah, or something like that. That thing so, is so cool. <laughs> so when I when I see a watch like this and find out that it's quartz, um, 
you know, it, it's just very attractive to me. And, and 625, I, I, I'd probably do it. I would, um, I, I, it's something that would definitely intrigue me. I would want to try and see it in person or at least get more photos or something like that. I do have a question yeah. about the strap. What, yeah. what, what is Barra, Baranaya bridal leather? Baranaya. Okay, good. Oh, was <laughs> I'm sure. I'm not a leather expert. Well, and sure I probably wouldn't like a... wear it on, on leather. Actually, I look at, um, I'm on the, Google it. Fair website. They also sell a lot of straps uh, separately. I think, you know, something like this cool racing chrono should probably go on a rally style. They have they have a rally style rubber strap. So I could see it on a rally. I think I, I think it could be a lot of fun. Yeah. You know? So the, it has it's like rally style with the holes in it, but it's rubber. Mm. So I don't have to worry about the whole leather thing. And uh, yeah, but to answer your question, I'm not a leatherologist and I don't know what that is. <laughs> I have no idea. Six twenty five, it's not a bad price for what you're getting. Uh, yeah. Just oh and, and and the uh, the movement, um, let's look at the movement. It's an Etta. You said here it's an Etta two five one dot two nine four FK power drive. Yeah, I don't know what power drive means. Um, <laughs> it's a ticker though. This isn't this isn't like um, this isn't a, a mecha quartz. It's a it's a, everything ticks. That's cool. So that might be unattractive to some people. Um, I don't care. Um, I think it's awesome. <laughs> so my 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 Gavox Roach, the Chrono hand in here, it ticks. Yeah, but it hits the it hits the ticks on the on the on the dial. It lines up perfectly, and it's oh, so cool, cool. it's so satisfying. <laughs> I don't know. It's very satisfying to see that action happen. So I mean, maybe it's the same case for uh, same case for this fair fair. Michael, why the fuck can't I say this brand name? How do you say? It? How do you say? It? I you can't. Say it? I say fairer. Fairer. Whatever. Fairer. Let's both let's just let's just both agree. Fairer. Fairer. We we got to figure it out because I think we we met the guys once and we'll probably uh, meet them again. Um, we kind of tried to meet them, but um. I didn't. Even, I didn't make hair. I think. I. I, I just. I just think they had things in their mind, which is fine. You know. I mean, no one. No one yeah, they're. 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 They're busy. No one likes us anyway, Michael. We should. Uh, we shouldn't be surprised by that anymore. You know. Uh. I. I just. Um. Did you watch this video? I didn't. I didn't watch the video. I kind of refused to because it's like a picture of like a car on the beach. I put the video there because sometimes people like to see videos. Um. Just some feedback, guys. Um, you know, for for the brand that this this video, it, it's visually it's a visually attractive video. It's well produced. It's cool. It's compelling. Yeah. But the watch is on screen for maybe two seconds. The rest is a dude driving in this kind of old looking fast car on the beach. I don't um, I don't like that with those watch videos. It's just like <laughs> it'll be someone like preparing to get ready for the day, and you see the watch like for like a second. And then it goes back to him like eating Cheerios with his fingers and like like women just smiling at him in the hallway and the commercial ends. Like I really hate those kind of like watch videos. It's like, dude, dude forget, show me the watch, man. You I know? forget I forget what the brand was, and I wish I could remember. I, I and it was all it was was a dude like putting a business suit on and he was in this like dark hotel room and it just like I guess his mistress like walks up to him and just starts undressing him like no you're not going like you're wearing this watch you bang me now <laughs> you know and i'm like what what is the, what is the message here um uh, i don't know women like that <laughs> are they gonna come if i get the watch yeah dude that's how it works they fall from the sky like mana from the heavens as soon as you put that watch in your fucking wrist man 
So Go. just just some just some feedback for fair. I, I, I liked I liked the video. It was cool. I was just kind of waiting to see the uh, the watch in action a little bit more. I, I don't think it was really on screen. Um, Less razzle dazzle, more watch. Right. Yeah. yeah. But uh, just, I I don't know what it is. I've had a lot of trouble with their color combos before, but this cream dial. It's a cream dial with these mint like surf green um, Arabic numerals that are also super luminova. The main hour and minute hands are this kind of deep dark blue um and then the split <laughs> the split second chronograph hands are red and blue it just looks really really cool yeah. i like it we'll, we'll we'll throw a link on the site but here let's uh let's switch Change gears. gears yeah we're going somewhere you and i are going to a place san fran san, san, san francisco san francisco we are uh michael and i are together the to, city of apples. The city. <laughs> ah, yes. The city of apples. <laughs> Sorry. Not only, not only, not only an IT crowd quote, an in- incredibly inaccurate IT crowd quote. <laughs> uh, I didn't know what to say. I don't know what San Francisco is the city of. I've, I've never been bridges. To San isn't there like aren't there like lots of bridges or is it just like one? I don't know. What Dude, there. If you want to see bridges, you go to Portland. They got like forty got bridges. bridges. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't, isn't aren't there a lot of bridges in like Michigan? Isn't isn't Michigan? I think so too. Yeah, somewhere in Michigan. Hey guys, welcome to Two Broke Bridge Snobs. We just talk about different bridges around the country. I like to talk about bridges in Florida, of which there are really very few. You'd be surprised. You'd think there'd be more, but there's not that many bridges. Uh, here in Florida, Florida, Florida. But you know, Michael and I are going to be a wind up San Francisco. Um, dates are April 26th to 28th. Michael and I are currently figuring out, you know, flights and accommodations and all that stuff like that. But um, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we will be like there, and we'll be kind of um, checking out booths and covering it, and I guess meeting people if we catch up with them. And it's going to be a lot of fun. But it just it kind of raises that question we brought up in the beginning of like what makes the most i guess like sense for us to cover it you know what i why mean why does it why does it matter why are we there and what do people want to see because i I, yeah. I think i think we had to learn some lessons after hong kong which i think went really well definitely um and people people enjoyed i think enjoyed the instagram more than anything because I, nobody really was taking those types of photos there Mm. um i think the whole press thing may be a little bit different um in that case and then of course whatever came on the podcast um after so uh does a live episode kind of make sense uh like maybe constant stuff on the instagram does that make sense or do or do you know what could be write-ups make sense you know what could be fun um like like constant stuff on Instagram because I feel like the last wind up in New York we went to we did that that was a lot of fun people um, enjoyed that but then yeah. also if you and I had the energy because I don't think you guys, I don't think you guys understand like when we when we go when we were on like the floor at wind up when we were on the floor at Hong Kong it's fucking exhausting like it's yeah. super stressful but depending on how we feel like after like the Friday or the Saturday probably Saturday we just sit in our hotel room. And we just do like an impromptu live episode or something like that. Yeah. And just like immediately talk and share our experience as well. It's all still fresh in our brains. You know what I mean? Or, or we can even just do it with, with a phone. We can, or we can do both. We can do uh, like an Instagram live stream. 
we're, we're both yeah. there. Um, just on the TBWS account. Uh, I think that could be fun. Um, or just record something live. It, yeah. it, it'd be cool to get one of those portable recorders, by the way, because we can just sit in the middle with, uh, or on either side with two microphones. And oh, the, that's, the, that's the one you were talking about before? Yeah, yeah, you can do that with that stuff. So. Maybe we can rent one. Or, may, or, mm-hmm. or maybe we should just rent that one for the show. Nah, we'll just buy it by we'll just buy, we'll just, <laughs> Let's just buy three, break if two, you, and use the one. If you want to like support us, also, when we're there, we're going to be um, selling our bodies. Uh, for profit that, that happens in san francisco um, i think that happens everywhere i don't think that's just specifically isolated to the town of san francisco i think yeah, folks, you're right i think folks will sell them place sell, sell themselves all kinds of places you know what i mean yeah yeah or they could just do the patreon which is normal why be normal <clears throat> right isn't that the premise of something where they try to get you to do things why be normal i don't Set know yourself apart that's so, what we're trying to do now. Yeah, man. Separate yourself support. from the herd by a human. Right? Oh, God. <laughs> That's another bad review. That's another bad review in the bucket, everyone. All right. <laughs> they will start talking about human trafficking. Well, you know. Whores will have their trinkets. <laughs> God. It's a, it's a joke from Black Books. I have no I have no idea if anyone else has ever seen that show with Dylan Moran, Black Books, but it's fucking, no. fucking fantastic. <laughs> Well, so what? Are, what was other trinkets? Sorry, sorry. What? Are, what are the brands that you're kind of excited to see? Because we've uh, we've oh, seen yeah. a lot of them. See. We've seen a, a few of these at, at um at these these wind up events. Damasco is going to be there. That'll be fun. Uh, Archimedes will be there. That'll be fun. Is is, is are they a first timer now for Damasco? Because I I I'm, I'm assuming they're here now because uh, Warren and Wound sells them on their uh, shop thing. Maybe I'm not sure if they've been there before. Uh, yeah. Good friend of the show, Steve from Ravens, going to be there. It looks like um, the Mata dudes are going to be there. <clears throat> good friend Jason Mahalios is going to be there. Dan Henry is going to be there. But in regards to who, I'm excited to see all those all the people. I just uh, the the notice dudes are going to be there. That's a really cool. They're good friends of the shows. Who am I excited to see? I'm excited to see everyone that I mentioned. I'm um, excited to see Baltic again. Baltic's going to be cool. Uh, I'm excited to see Damasco just so I can actually handle some of these watches because we talked with Damasco. We talked about that cold steel process. You want to feel if it's cold? I want to feel it's cold. <laughs> I, I want to touch the, that central chronograph. Give me the central chronograph so I can drag it gently across the side of my cheek to determine <laughs> its temperature to see if you're <laughs> accurately advertising your product, sir or madam. Yeah. Right? But um, I think that's going to be pretty interesting. I think it doesn't look like stove is on here. No, um, they're not on there. They might, they might, they might come up later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think what's going to be fun is covering the show, and then uh, also trying to cover stuff outside the show. Just Michael and I, I don't know, hanging out. I think we got a lot of really cool experience doing that in Hong Kong to the point where we learned some stuff and I think we can use those experiences and those learnings just for, for wind up as well. Um, but what yeah. I think is, is interesting, and I think we can kind of start talking about these two at, at the same time because these are two things we're going to try and cover. Obviously, we're covering wind up and we're going to try and cover some things for Basel, but totally different. Yeah, yeah. So with... 
with windup, I, I kind of just, um, I'm not even sure if I can count it as a, as a watch trade show. I, I just kind of look at it as a gathering and almost like a pop-up shop, you know, which those things are super popular because brands are selling when they're there. That's, uh, a, that's a good, of, that's a good point actually. Yeah. You know, a lot of them are, and not to downgrade uh windup at all, like the worn and wound guys, what they've done for, um, you know, boutique brand presence in the United States is just like, it's fantastic. It, it's, it was a great idea from the start. And we always say that it's the, the worst thing about these smaller brands is that you rarely get to handle them yeah. in person because they're, they actually embrace e-commerce, um, you know, before the rest of the watch industry. So, it, uh, you know, for me, I, I really just want to start conversations and handle some of these things and, you know, make decisions for myself uh, and figure out what I actually like, you know, from yeah. from all of the all of the smaller brands that are going to be there. You can't do that with uh, Basel. You can't you can't buy anything there, right? You can't buy anything there. Um, I feel like Basel from, also just like a big party, but it's an expensive party if you're a brand. You, you know, it's expensive. It's definitely expensive if you're a brand. Uh, I've I've never been to a Basel. Um, I've worked with people that have gone and it's apparently just, I, I think, I think it's easy to look at it like one big party, but it's, if you're, if you're working it either on the watch brand side or the watch media side, it's a lot of hard work. Yeah. Um, you know, meetings get booked, um, like months in advance and really, really, if you don't have those meetings, uh, which they have limited slots for, obviously, you're you're kind of just gonna look at stuff through glass mm. you know unless unless you have like a deeper connection with a brand and they kind of take you around and just show you something quickly um that's also a possibility from what i gather uh but it's certainly nothing as intimate as as a wind up i'm sure it's a good point yeah so point. the 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 big question is uh why do we care about these things uh how do we go about um bringing <laughs> what we find to the wonderful people that listen to this show every week in regards to Basel or everything or just Basel. Uh, but let's, I think it's a good time to start talking about Basel. So what I find <laughs> Cause it's, it's coming, <laughs> it's coming guys. You better, you better batten down the hatches. You better hold clutch your loved ones. It's coming. And I don't know about you. I, I'm just, I, with watches, I, I'm, I'm going through like this really weird funk right now where it's just like, uh, why do I even care? Uh, like, That's <laughs> you fair. know, you should do a no watch watch fast. A lot that that helped me a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, so, I, but I think I think it's a good, um, I think it's a good time for me to um, like experience the show, and and like not work it remotely. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, again, uh, and just kind of really look at the things that I care about. Uh, and and I'm wondering if that's what we should do at, at TBWS. Really, just bring forth um, the stuff that is attractive to us. It's difficult to do that from our perspectives because we're not going to be there. Obviously, this year we can't make it. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> the things that I want to see, they didn't write back to us. They never write. No one. They didn't write back <laughs> to us. No one writes. No one. No one writes back. Which is fine. The things that I want to see from Basel are the things that no one else covers. Hmm. Like I know at Basel, there's a whole bunch of like smaller operations and independent watchmakers, but they never get press coverage. You do, you don't ever hear about them. You know what I mean? You only Maybe hear. Maybe we about, should just do what Dimitri does over at Marinom. 
Or follow what that guy does. What? No one's covering him. <laughs> Didn't he? He, I think he announced like a limited edition Amphibia. He called it his Basel World release, but he wasn't actually in <laughs> Basel World. He took a photo of the watch outside the building. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> and then have you just, seen and that just, guy, by the way? I think he's like posting photos of himself on the Instagram now, and that guy is shredded. Is he? I would actually like you have to be, dude. Lifting all those boxes by yourself. You know what I mean? Fighting polar bears. <laughs> How do you <laughs> think they, they do, do the water bear. resistance testing on the amphibians? They put it inside <laughs> of a polar bear, and then they throw the polar bear in the water, and then to get the wash back, you got to fight it with so, your hands. I, I forget no the shirt. brands now, but we've we've brought them up. Who who do you think doesn't get any love at Basel? I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know. Like I, I feel like it, there's brands there that I've just never heard of, or it's like independent jewelers who are doing random watch stuff. You know what well, I mean? Well, that kind of happened. That kind of happened with Certina one year. I, I think I think maybe a couple of watch writers like took photos of that new diver that came out. Um, oh, the um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, that, so that Sertina was pretty cool. I think Sertina gets buried um, sometimes. Um, we talked about Squale. You know, we, we know that they have yeah. gone before. I don't know if they still do, but uh, I feel like they they did some things for Basel, um, and then they pop up on Instagram feeds, and then it's just gone. You don't yeah. see it again. Um, in terms of, uh, well, it's also worth but worth mentioning. A lot of brands are not going to be there because Watch Group isn't going to be there. So that's true. So who's, this not, is, going, who's not going to be there? <laughs> this is this is a, another big question because naturally the Swatch Group brands, I think, are are the saving grace for for us and for our audiences. We, yeah. we might look at a cool watch from I don't know a Swatch Group brand and say like, wow, this is you know this is fifteen hundred bucks. Okay, that's kind of expensive, but. I think some people might still like to hear about it. I'm scared that this year we're not going to get any of those. <laughs> Probably not. Because what, with Swatch Group went, um, what, Omega, right? <clears throat> um, yep. Tissot. Mm -hmm. Who the fuck else is in her Swatch Group? Longines. Oh, my God. <laughs> Longines. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of them. There's a lot um, of them. I always they, forget. They took a lot of brands with them. I'm just also I'm just looking at the list of brands that are going to be at Basel right now. There are so many brands here, but we only ever hear about maybe three or four percent of these. Even if, even if a lot of these brands, like aren't worth time, quote unquote, wouldn't yeah. you guys still like to learn about them? Like mm -hmm. I would love to see. So another brand that's on here that I actually didn't had I had no idea if they ever fucking went Victorinox. I feel like you and I have both been very curious. About Victorinox in the past, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They and they come out. They come out with a ton of stuff um, every year. I, I think recently they've they've really been. Um, I forget what they're called, but they're those big, big quartz divers that are either Enox or Inox. Yeah, yeah, that's the those one. things look so cool. But like, fucking, yeah. I don't hear what the hell's going on because everyone's too busy like licking the glass over the tutor booth. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so it's just like, it's annoying. So like for me, the benefit of what you and I, Michael, could do different with Basel is just looking at the stuff that no one else looks at. But it's difficult for us to do that Yeah, from here. You know yeah. what I mean? By the way, Hamilton, Mito, and Rado are also on that list. <laughs> for Swatch? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And Certina. So there, there's your answer for that. There you go. Wow. So let's see who's still going to be here. Doxa is going to be there. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna be keeping my eye on Doxa. Chopard, you know? Bulgari, Brightling, Frederick Constant, and Alpina. I'm sure we'll st- still be there. Looks like it. Yep. Seiko um, obviously will be there. I feel like the Seiko the past couple of years Seiko releases over in Basel have been um at the source of like a lot of really like 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 strong attention. And I mean rightfully so. You know what I mean? Usually it's pretty interesting um what they do. I I really personally want to keep my eyes on uh Bomb and Mercier as well. I, okay. I know th- I know they kind of announced their their stuff at SIHH for the most part, but I I, I still want to keep keep my eye on them because Man, the, the balls on that brand to just uh, like to be the ones that come out with something so cool at SIHH that's well below the average price point. I just, I, I, I'm, I'm paying more attention to them. There you go. Yeah. This is a dumb question. Do you think Orient ever goes to Basel World? I don't think they do. I know. Obviously, Citizen does. Excuse me. I don't you know, think. I don't. <laughs> I don't think I don't I don't I don't think they can get their shit together. I think if they can Orient has okay, let's see. Has If Orient, they can coordinate all of their different locations in the world to properly release one watch, I'm pretty sure they can't get seven people on a plane to fly to Basel for yeah. one concerted effort. That just I don't seem think real. I don't think they've ever gone actually. Welcome. You know what I'd be interested in in seeing also is kind of like keeping an eye on on maybe some of our favorite retailers that that go to um, to Basel World. So I've always kind of enjoyed Mark's videos from from Long Island Watch because he'll mm. he'll make a few videos, you know, building up to the Basel World date and just you know telling people about his goals, um, like brands that he wants to look at because he's considering like carrying them. Um, so keeping an eye on on folks like like Long Island Watch that go there or That's Topper, pretty cool. you know, yeah. Topper has to has to do the same kind of thing, you know, go over there, make the rounds, make sure that they're they're getting the cool models in stock. Um, so I think uh, maybe not necessarily cover, but I know that's something that I'm gonna enjoy keeping track of. I mean, they give you cool insights into what's going on just with the yeah. video sometimes. Yeah, you know? certainly. And you know those 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 individuals are experiencing Basel from a completely different angle, you know, probably the angle that you're supposed to, um, when you go to one of these trade shows, cause really it's, it's a debut of products. Um, you know, a time for retailers to catch up on those products. I, I, I kind of feel like the watch media is the weird group in the bunch. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man, but that for me, that's the thing with Basel. Like I, I don't really ever get excited about it because I know everything, all the news that's going to get like rammed down my throat. It's like stuff that I don't really have too much investment in, you know? Yeah. What were the, um, what were the big watches last year? I feel like I already forgot about 2018. I know there was the, the tutor, that tutor, the fucking, um, there were both of the, both of the Pepsis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, was that Seiko reissue a big deal? I mean, I think so. Yeah, it's a, it's, it was ex, it was expensive. Um, I know. I asked you if it was a big deal, and you said it was expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> I, the, oh, those those um those metal Casios came out. That's that's a brand to look at. Remember that those one? were those were a Basel release. 
Yeah, I think officially they were they were a, a Bosa World release. Wow, it's been release. a it's been a year already. I feel like those things just came out. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Twenty eighteen kind of flew by, man. Isn't this year supposed to? Isn't isn't two thousand nineteen like the fiftieth year of the Seiko Astron? And so isn't that? Are people like anticipating something with Basel with that, or am I thinking of something else? This year, it's well. The whole thing was the the anniversary of the the moon landing. That's one. Maybe I I might have seen something about the Astron, but I'm really not sure. I'm not sure. Someone's gonna correct me. Seiko. So so we've seen that leak that we talked about the SLA zero three, three three. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's one thing that's happening probably for sure. Um, Mike had a bunch of cool uh, Grand Seiko models again with weird, I don't know, pattern dials because that's what Grand Seiko is doing now. That's what's cool, man, dude. Pattern dials are super in right now, you know. Um, I, I, you know, the, the, as we sit down and we talk about this, I, I'm also finding it hard to feel excited. Because I, I just, I don't know. I want, I want to see things that don't normally get covered. So. I think in the way that we approach like wind up the way that you and I do wind up where like we'll be live streaming and going booth to booth. And like, I remember last time I was live streaming a wind up, I was literally walking up to booths and I was saying, Hey, I'm casting to both watch knobs. We're a watch podcast and a website. The trash is right there. Can you get us a new bag? Yeah. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but like, Hey, uh, I'm live streaming right now. Is it okay if I ask you some questions? Like, and everyone, like, no one said, like, no, popper, get your shit off my suit. You know what I mean? Like, everyone was super into it. Scram. Scram. And, 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 and they, they empty their latrine over me as I scatter. You know what I mean? Like a roach <laughs> from the light. You know, so I think doing something like that at Basel would just be cool. I think, because I think, A, that's what you people, that's what you guys at home want to see. You don't want to see 47 different people sucking the teeth of Tudor and talking about the same goddamn thing. And and the people who are actually behind the boots, I think they would super dig that, you know. I feel like I'm, I feel like Hong I'm Kong. Excited about Hong Kong could have really after all the tea yeah. talk. <laughs> what 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 are you excited about for Tudor this year? What 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 Black Bay version are you looking forward to now? Well, look, I make fun of the fifty eight, but I I want to see them build on the platform. Um, I also want them to come out with. Uh, a GMT in that size. So everybody stops paying attention to the other watches that I want from them that are difficult to get. I was going to say, <laughs> just, just strategic product releases in Michael's favor. Um, <laughs> exactly. I, I saw something, I don't know if it was bullshit, but, but is there, so someone was talking about another Rolex Milgauss or Milgauss, however you say it. And then someone also mentioned, this is, this is all like watch you see. This is all, this, this is all armchair orologist. All right. Yeah. Um, and then someone mentioned, Oh, Tudor, Tudor Milgauss, Tudor Gauss, or whatever the fuck it is. Is that, is that a thing? Really? Is there, is there a precedent for that? I don't think it's real. I just want to preface. I don't think that's real. I think people were just, um, they'll probably find a way to call it a black bay. Dude, it'll, it'll it'll be the black it'll be the black bay mil, milgauss i don't know <laughs> if it's not black bay then i want to hear about it but so my, my my wife and i have a phrase that we use it's called armchair imagineers um because i'm on the disney subreddit a lot and so the disney subreddit is people just like disney would be so much better if they just did this or disney would be better if they would be better if they did and so like my wife and i call them armchair imagineers so i'm going to call people who make up fake rumors armchair urologist that, <laughs> does that sound fair that, that's that's a that's fair. I'd okay, say. I think that's fair. 
So I don't know. I heard some. I heard something about the Rolex Milgal and the Tudor fucking Milgal bullshit. I mean, I don't know. I just it's difficult to get excited about that stuff. I don't know unless there's like a, a release that actually is cool and I'm missing it. Well, with with the Milgal's Rolex for so long has been doing um, that kind of crazy cool colored glass, whether it's blue or, or green. Um, you know that that's been really it's characteristic. Cool yeah. It's it, oh yeah, it's super cool looking, um, but. When people really get crazy about the Milgauss, they look at the vintage ones. I think those were just plain uh, black or white dials. I'm not a Milgauss expert, but you know, maybe maybe we might see something like a plain uh, black dial Milgauss or a white dial. Um, and that's kind of the same thing that happened to the new Oyster Perpetuals. When they first came out, they were like plum and olive green and blue. And I liked them, but I just didn't like those colors. And then Rolex yeah. eventually came out with just a plain black and white one. So I think if something happens to the Milgauss, it might be, it might be um, something like that. Also, they haven't touched the Explorer Two um, in a long time. Oh, that's a good point. That's uh, a good somebody, point. Somebody told me they they heard rumors about a ceramic bezel version, which might look kind of weird on that watch. Yeah, but I feel um, like I feel like ceramic bezels are super in. Yeah, that's that's you know one of I mean? the last that's one of the last sports models that Rolex really hasn't luxurified uh, that Explorer too. So just you wait, <laughs> just you wait, just you wait. They'll find a way. They'll find a way. I want to. Ruin a, it. I want a red ceramic yacht master. If there's <laughs> there's one watch that I really I really liked, you know what? I want to keep my eye on on Hublot. That's the brand that I'm gonna follow. Should we agree? Should we agree that Bolivos will become a uh, 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 Hublot? Hublot uh, watchdogs, Hublo, Hublo ambassadors. <laughs> agree, right now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep my eye on them. What I, did I they, just... what did they do for SIHH? They, they released a bunch of like fucking candy watches or whatever. Was it no, them? No, that was that was that was Richard, Richard Meal. I'm sorry, it's very easy for me to fuck those two up. That was absurd. <laughs> Dude, it looks. <laughs> it looked like I had 14 espressos and I made those watches out of Play-Doh on a rocky ship in the middle of the ocean. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's what those fucking watches. And I and I used a blindfold and only my teeth. Like that's how it fucking looked. Like those watches were made. You know? Yeah. And you might not expect to hear this on the show, but I really, really like Richard Mille. I like I, uh, very few of the They're things. Fun. That they, they can they be do. fun. Yeah. And you know? I just I just like that they unapologetically are aware of what they are. They are that brand. <laughs> They're like the, the two comma club. <laughs> <laughs> Brand. <laughs> can we uh can we both agree we should save up and buy that Jackie Chan Richard meal with like the gold dragon like rimming itself? You see that? Have you seen that watch? I still I still want the erotic expression one. <laughs> I have seen I have seen the Jackie Chan. I want Chan to one. caress you gently uh when you find like the little the little the little like the, um, the slot machine kind of action it goes through. <laughs> I like that the guys over at Time and Tide they did this sort of fun video with that watch where they they talked to i think she was like um like a burlesque dancer mm-hmm. and they were just like hey you know <laughs> tell us about what you would think about a guy wearing this watch if he like walks up to you <laughs> and like and they keep cycling through the through the uh, phrases and she's just like oh okay <laughs> it's it really fun uh i like that website um, those guys are awesome yeah but with you blow i you know i've really i really enjoyed that all red ceramic uh watch i think that was one of the recent oh, guilty yeah. guilty yeah. pleasure watches so you know personally um 
we talked about covering things that don't really get covered. Me, I, I think I also want to see more advancements in um, just like materials technology uh, and, and mm. use of, of kind of fun materials because ceramic now is just it's kind of just a material that you can use to give some extra pizzazz to to watch release yeah but when somebody like makes a whole fucking case in red which is difficult to do um pretty cool that's kind of fun so um do you think people would be interested in in hearing about that so Uh, whether it's like an article or i think people will be interested in hearing us cover maybe some of those types of things whether it's like some kind of material advancement or potentially something everyone else is talking about but it has to sound like it's coming from us. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course. Like, it can't start with Tudor's pushing the envelope again by releasing another <laughs> of their innovative Black Bay line, the bat, the Black Blade colon scope. Swallow the watch and it produces a 100% accurate 3D mapping puzzle of your fucking colon. I don't fucking know. Like, <laughs> like it can't, you know what I'm saying? It has to actually be like, hey guys, Tudor released ah, this. the Jacques Cousteau model. Yes, it's called the Black, it's called the Black Bay Jacques. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, no, it's, it's just it, it's. I think there's value in us talking about those things, but it it has to be something only we could say. Yeah, you know what I'm you know what I mean? Because I I just I don't I I don't think there's value in 47 different people just like squawking at each other saying the same thing. Yeah, about yeah. how and awesome that, and, that, is. and that happens. That happens. It 100 percent happens. <laughs> it, it's it's hilarious when you have um, something that's embargoed as well, and it's just like. You open up the Watchville app, and it's just like you can't, like you can't scroll enough to get to like somebody not talking about this thing that yeah. just had an embargo lifted. So I um, think there's there's value in us talking about some of these larger things, but it's got to be, it got to yeah. be unique. You know, <sighs> it's stressful, man. It's stressful trying to do a watch website slash. I don't know. Whatever, whatever the fuck two book watch knobs is, it's difficult doing this. <laughs> whatever we are, whatever yeah. we are, it's very difficult. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse I, me. I, I still think we should um, we should show up with like a a snack cart or something. Push yes. that around. I, I, that I, that could be a way to sneak in. You know. You remember on like South Beach, those girls that have like the trays over their necks and it has like ci- like like cigarettes in there and there's chiclets in there and there's like. Like lighters, and they walk around. And they sell shit to like people on the side of the road in South Beach. <laughs> we should do that with the hot pants and like the and like the like the titty tank tops and everything. Ah, oh, bro, we get all the boys. Yeah, right. I mean, sm- smoking is still big in Europe, so we can do that. Yeah, I think we can. I'm and I'm not shaving my chest. I think. No, I think, no, no, no. <laughs> you kidding? First of all, it'll take me all fucking day. All right. Yeah. I don't have that, I don't have that kind of time. Dude, just to shave my beard, I have to take a day off. Like, <laughs> I, I gotta, I gotta off. turn off my phone. I gotta close the shades. <laughs> I, got, I have to light a candle. I have to center myself. There's a process, man. You can't just run in there with a razor and a smile. It doesn't work like that, dude. Pull out the Dremel tool. I gotta use that <laughs> around my nose. That's crazy. Uh, so good. <laughs> but yeah, that's the only, only way we're gonna get into Basel is if we is if we pretend to be like selling things you know did, did i ever tell you that i used to be one of those guys that worked for um camel cigarettes in what way so i i worked <clears throat> for camel and i used to have to go to like music venues and nightclubs all over miami 
and I would have I had this like scanny thing, this like computer scanner thing, uh-huh. and I would scan your license. You would get a ton of junk mail, and then I'd give you a free pack of cigarettes. That was kind of an, a really early job I had. I have so many <laughs> questions. How old were you, and how was that legal? I was nineteen, wow. and it's not. It's actually not legal anymore. I'd imagine. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when it when it became illegal, Camel switched to giving out these um, these like coupons. <laughs> <laughs> And so, like, a bunch of drunk people weren't going to give you their license to get junk mail. So you can hand them junk mail in person. Here, you throw this out. That's funny. So I didn't didn't do that for much longer after that. Do you remember the Red Bull, like, people that they would send to to college universities, like, to campuses? And, like, the little... Yeah. 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 I don't envy that job. That job sucks. (laughs) I thought you were going to tell me that you did that. No, absolutely not. Like shooting T-shirts out of a cannon or my shooting Red Bull job, cans out of a cannon. My first job, I was a busboy at a ribs restaurant. It's actually a movie called Pompano. There's a place, there's like a ribs restaurant right next to a movie called Pompano. I don't know if, don't know if you've ever been down there. Um, movie Co. 18. And I used to work there. I only worked there for a few months until I was asked to leave because I ended up like dating the hostess. And it just, cool. wasn't, it just wasn't working out. It just yeah. it was just got it because I was also the only guy there. It was it was just it was just me and like 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 fourteen other women. You know what I mean? It's so, pretty cool. It was alright. It was alright. <laughs> Stunk like ribs and spit all the time. It was pretty disgusting. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> people don't eat ribs delicately. Like you eat ribs in like the same way the starlight pit sucks victims down into its gullet. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. this whole. And so, oh my god, I'll fucking I'll never fucking bust at a restaurant ever again. Fuck that <laughs> shit, bro. But you will bust at Basel. I'll bust at Basel, dude. I will. I'll fucking bust at Basel if I can cover some booths, right? So we talked about things that um, we're upset about, the things that we want to see, um, what we might do to bring it to the audience. Is there a is there kind of a like a dream watch for you that that you might you might want to see? Because it, it's difficult now. I, a lot of people will ask us before, like, oh, what what is the watch that you want to see? And I'm looking at this list of Swatch brands, and I'm like, okay, well, those are the ones that I'm usually <laughs> waiting for, so I really don't know this it's, year. It's, if we're talking perfect world, dream comes true, you know what I would love to see? and it's But it's never – I might be shooting myself in the foot here, but just based off what I've been seeing so far, it's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. I would love to see press fervor and a big bottle release push – for like a for like a Sago five, how cool would that be? You know, there were uh, actually a lot of the a lot of the Seiko chronographs that are super collectible today, like some of the speed timers and and things like that, um, were technically part of the Seiko the Seiko fives. fives. Yeah. I think there were some Seiko Pogues that are Seiko fives. Yeah. So if they ever kind of reiterated on those, which I don't think is going to happen because they'd have to remake those movements. Yeah. I would love for it to still be a Seiko five, but to for it to have that that Basel push, yeah. that big like I, that because for me that'd be so much fun because it would be the perfect storm of you seeing a watch, hearing them talk about it, fall in love with it, hear the price, and still have it be accessible. Because usually you see it, you hear about it, you fall in love with it, eight thousand bucks. Like, oh well, fuck. I guess I don't have to. Live. <laughs> And like that's annoying as like yeah. a regular watch person. That's that's like incredibly fucking. Well, annoying. you gotta know. You have to understand though. If Seiko, if Seiko re-releases something like one of those Seiko Five chronographs or something, and it is mechanical, it's gonna be pretty expensive. No, 
no, I refuse. <laughs> I refuse to be okay with that. It's just it's just the day and age that we're living in right now with Seiko. So that's <sighs> kind of a possibility. Um, then you know what? Don't do it, guys. If you're gonna charge like four hundred or five hundred bucks for it, don't. Or actually, if how, okay, how expensive? How expensive is expensive? Like several thousand bucks for a Seiko five. Oh God! Could you imagine if there's a way to, if there's a wait list for tutors, I can totally see it. That's yeah. the kind of world we live in now, Michael. It's 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 definitely a weirder time now than when we first started like <laughs> like following Watch Press, right? Um, what about you? On a, well, on a related note with Seiko, um, Seiko for a while has had a really cool movement. It's the kinetic GMT movement. Um, and those, uh, that movement has just historically only been used in watches that are just not really appealing to me or absolutely massive. So, uh, I think they started it with a, a diver, mm. um, kinetic GMT diver. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yep. Yep. They did another one, which is, I think it's called the Seiko Sportura GMT or it's, it's almost like a, a Rolex Polar. Yeah. watch that thing is like the size of a hat um <laughs> it's like a fedora <laughs> i mean and then they did the world timer which is eh, it's not really my style but it looks cool yeah um so i I'd, I'd like to see them um use that in something a little more modest maybe a little more the size of a a turtle because it well, can't how, be like how big is the movement big, it can't be a big movement. The watches are huge. Mm. Um, I, I I really don't know. Or of course, you know, pie in the sky, <laughs> sort of dream, um, like a mechanical GMT from Seiko. But um, there has been talk about Miyota doing that. So, oh wow, that would be huge. Well, I mean, yeah. why the why the fuck not, right? Yeah. Um, that means we probably end up seeing a lot more micro brands. With mechanical GMTs, if Miyota makes one, yeah, that's that's kind of that's one of the big discussions happening right now, and, and maybe we we might see something like that at a uh, at Basel. Who knows? Wow. Um, one more thing, I would love to see someone like Doxa. Um, first of all, I'd love to see them bring back that chronograph. That thing is fucking cool. Mm. Um, but somebody like Doxa bring back uh, one of their GMTs. Um, have they had? Are, have they had I, I, I'm sorry, it's a dumb question, but have they had GMTs in the past? They've had a couple. Wow. They had one recently, but it's it was kind of looked like a big, big watch. Um, the point is, I want to see I want to see brands come out with GMT watches that have the scale on the dial for the GMT, but on the outside you have a dive bezel. So some of the Planet Ocean GMTs have oh. been like that. Um, I love that that sort of functionality. You only get two time zones, but it's you know I don't I don't need three. <laughs> um, so that's I, I want to see brands do more of that. Um, I want to see Seiko leverage that kinetic movement a little bit more. Yeah, and and then see if all this talk about the Miyota mechanical GMT would be cool because that uh, you're right that would open up a ton of um, paths for cool new micro brand products. Can you imagine like? A Raven Venture version three, but with the GMT. Oh. Dude, with that, the Trekker. 
Oh my god, dude, that would be a mic drop. That bam, like that's it. That's like, what more do you need in like a cool little package watch like that? You know, yeah. so that could be that could if if there is the commuted GMT that could have far more reverberating effects um, for the years to come than fucking anything else. Because you and I can yeah. barely remember what the fuck happened last year. You know what I mean? But I'm pretty sure if they released a Miyota <laughs> GMT last year, we'd fucking remember. <laughs> yeah, I knew there were some Pepsi GMTs. I know that everybody wants them. There's a wait list for the Tudor. There's a wait list for the Rolex. And that's uh, that's Basel World 2018 in oh. a nutshell. The world keeps <laughs> turning, man. You know? So that's pretty cool. But yeah, also, I think at this point, you guys just let us know what you think would make the most sense. Here's also some interesting insight. If you have been to Basel, I know a lot of you have been, is this sort of idea that we're talking about, does it make sense trying to cover things that don't get covered? Because maybe some things don't deserve to be covered. Maybe they're actually not as cool as I think it is. You know, definitely open to inside of that. Also, just what you think is interesting, because I'm sure you guys deal with what we deal with all the time. And just like the oversaturation, like like you said, when you're on the Watchville app and you scroll down and the first 13 fucking articles are the same goddamn picture because the embargo is lifted at the same time. Yeah. And everyone posted about it, you know what I mean? So, uh, we've always grown in conjunction with you guys and your like enjoyment and investment in the show. So, really looking forward to just hearing and everyone's thoughts just in regards to that. Is that like a fair, fair way of putting it, dude? Definitely. And and if there are, you know, other forms of content that you want, I, I see some. I just going back to YouTube for a second. I see some YouTubers, and I'll open up a video, and it's just like a guy on a screen talking about watches with like photos popping up like right next to his head i don't like like like, oh this is stupid yeah and then i'll click on the channel it's like four million subscribers what yeah i don't (laughs) so i i'm slowly trying to do more of the youtube videos but i i just don't like the ones where it's like i've had to do a couple for the patreon where it's just of my face but i find those (laughs) incredibly not valuable like i like smash that subscribe button yeah dude (laughs) hey guys do me a favor hit the subscribe button let me know you like the show blah blah it's like no dear uh, no no you know so the videos that i do um have they're just uh they're of they're of my desk my tiny carpet and a watch that's all you fucking see is the watch and me pointing at things and talking about them not my dumb face you know what i mean just after i fixed my hair to like get on camera like i just like no i just for, for me like i know that type of content works for people but i just don't want to do that that doesn't seem valuable to me you know my dream is to watch one of your videos with the tiny carpet while i'm taking a bunch of edibles and then have it fly up <laughs> and out of the screen and around my head and then back in <laughs> how, how cool is my tiny carpet <laughs> is that is that your mouse pad uh, it used to be when i actually had a mouse now i just use the little pad on my uh on my computer, but um, but most you'll find most brown people have those tiny carpets in their homes. <laughs> I got great. I got mine from Istanbul when I went as a kid. Oh, cool! Uh, yeah, so I've had it ever since. I don't know why, but most brown people will have them. Um, it comes with the welcoming package. <laughs> you know starter, starter packs, <laughs> starter pack. It's uh, it comes in your first booster pack. You know, um, but yeah, no, I I I think the. I think the funniest comment I saw was on my Slava Medical video. I did a Slava Medical video, uh, video kind of talking about pulse meters, how the Slava Medical pulse meter works. Then I talked about the movement. And one of the comments, like most of the comments are positive. One comment is just like, this video is too long. 
And I'm like, that's it. I'm just like, what? Is it really? Like, so fucking fast forward. Fast forward. Like, you watched the whole thing to tell me it was too long. You could have just left. And I just would have known you thought it was too long. Because I see that. I can, you know what I mean? So. Sure, uh, yeah, and you wasted even more time typing that comment. Yeah, dude. If I, whatever, whatever, dude. I, I had to stop. The internet's reading. fun, dude. The internet's, I got to stop reading reviews. I got to stop looking at comments. Because it just, it just upsets me. You know? Uh, oh hey man really cool shout out the tbws community review is a go the watch is right now currently with its first person so um this is the community review that people on the patreon tier have signed up for so i think there's eight of us uh the watches do dude the watch is going all over the country yeah like, did you the, the venture correct this is the yeah it's the raven venture it's starting here uh, with another local watch person in Orlando. From Orlando, it's going to Texas. From Texas, it's going to California. From California to Nebraska. And then Nebraska to like Jersey, Pennsylvania, Maryland, I think. Or, um, uh, ooh, Tennessee. And then back down to me. Literally around the country. How crazy cool. is that? Yeah, that's going to be rad. It's going to be super, super cool. If you want to follow the watch's journey and the watch's adventure and to see what it's gone through already for the community review, check out the hashtag we have going for it. It's hashtag TBWS community review. Um, really cool. I, I, I just, it's, uh, I'm also just happy it's, it made it to its first destination because I was so afraid it was just going to get stolen out the gate by the mail person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause it's not. This is because this is my personal watch. It's not like you know what I mean. Like this <laughs> yeah. is my this is my watch that I've I've sent out <laughs> into the wild. So mildly mildly a little paranoid about shipping logistics and things like that. But really really excited. So everyone's been spending a few days with the watch, and then we're all gonna get together and kind of do a Skype audio call, and we're gonna do the community review like that. It's gonna be kind of like a town hall audio meeting, and then the audio will be available to Patreon subscribers. So if you've already signed on to the audio tier, just you wait. Um, we'll be getting the audio up as soon as the watch is made its round, and it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool. So just want to do a shout out for that and let everyone know that's going down. It's exciting. Pretty rad. Yeah, dude. You know, but let me see what else. Uh, I think we're good. <clears throat> and and people people um like you said that people join that through Patreon. So there there are tiers to support the show and get some some cool perks out of it now finally oh yeah yeah totally totally also speaking of perks my wife is helping me trying to figure out how we can do two book wash knobs hoodies ah. could be you interesting know, right i was thinking i was thinking hoodies the other day too because hoodies go. are just a fantastic way to hide your gut if you have one. Oh, dude my wife doesn't understand why everywhere we go i have to have a hoodie with me <laughs> it could be 400 fucking degrees outside and we're going to like Epcot Flower and Garden and she'll be at the door she's like are you ready and I'm like yeah I just gotta get my hoodie and she's like it's really hot outside baby you don't understand <laughs> I need my hoodie <laughs> yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying that a lot of our listeners have guts but uh I'm saying I have a gut I, have, <laughs> I keep I keep I, I keep my my nuts in there for winter in my gut you know what I mean I keep my young in there like a marsupial pouch so uh, I prefer to cover it up with a hoodie, and I'd rather I cover it up with a TBWS hoodie. So I think hoodies would be pretty pretty rad. I think it'd be fun, you know. Yeah. I think it could be a lot of fun. But um, cool. I don't want to go because I got work to do. I don't want to go. I have work to do too. It's gonna suck. It's gonna suck on Saturday too. Fuck. Fuck that, bro. 
But yeah, so uh, shout out again, uh, Wine Up San Francisco. If you're going to be there, let us know. Um, we'll be there too, and we'll probably see you at the show. But um, let me see here. Doing a recap. Uh, I'm wearing the Gavox Rhodes for the episode. Uh, for the audio wrist check, you are wearing the um, the Omega Speedmaster. Super, super cool. Um, check out those ferret chronographs. Check out those ferret chronographs. Let us guys know what you think. Let us like, look at the details of that watch. Look at the watch. Look at the price and let us it's know too your expensive. feelings. You know too what I'm saying? Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then also let us know your thoughts on how we evolve the show in regards to covering stuff like Basel and how we're going to cover it on the ground over. Um, although even the wind up's not really like a watch trade show. It's kind of like a pop up boutique, like you said. It's still still coverage, still press like press coverage yeah. to me. You know. Yeah. Um, let me see what else. But 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 I think that's it. Pretty straightforward show, man. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. I don't want to go. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. All right. We will talk. <laughs> Do you want to... Oh, I just want to say really quick also, I am in the process of doing my Invicta reviews because people have been asking. So I'm Invict... Uh, I'm, I'm Invicting. I'm reviewing... There you go. I'm reviewing the Pro Diver, a very humble, straightforward sub homage. I'm also reviewing um, this really ugly Invicta. I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep an open eye online on it, but it's really tough. I just, do, I just want to let people know I was wearing the Invicta Pro Diver... And I was caught in a serendipitous downpour, classic Florida downpour, where it looks fine, and all of a sudden, the, it the, survived. The sky just downpours. It totally survived. It was fine. Like it got drenched, and it, it didn't, you know, return to dust. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Uh, just wanna, just wanted to let people know. If you get caught in the rain with the watch, you'll be fine, as long as you screw the crown down. Because I, because I, I, I've heard people are just like. <laughs> People have very strong feelings on that watch, so keep an eye on that. Um, but okay, I think it's time. It's time to go. All right, sounds good. All right, you start, I'll jump in. Thanks for listening, guys. My name is Mike. My name is Kaz. You have been listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs. Later. <laughs>